0: Today's reading is from Matthew 18, verse 1 to 5. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. Today's reading is from Matthew 18, 6-7, and also verse 10. But if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large milestone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. What sorrow awaits a world because it tempts people into sin? Temptations are inevitable, but what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? Verse 10 is... Beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly Father. I'm reading from Matthew 13 to 15. Then they brought little children to Jesus so that he would lay his hands on them, bless them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded those who brought the children, saying, don't bother him with this now. Jesus overheard them and said, I want little children to come to me, so never interfere with them when they want to come, for heaven's kingdom realm is composed of beloved ones like these. Listen to this truth. No one will enter the kingdom kingdom realm of heaven unless he becomes like one of these. Then he laid his hands on each of them and went on his way.
1: Awesome, so um, yeah, a few other guys, we're, we're splitting the sermon up, a few of us are doing bits and bobs. So um, we are looking at, we asked the young people last week on Sunday, what do you guys want to talk about? And one of the things that came out was childlike faith. So we're going to be looking at that. So Jesus says, to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you have to become like a little child. And so what I thought I'd kick us off with is just having a look at some characteristics or potentially of what a little tiny kid looks like luckily for me i have two nephews to uh, kind of look at and uh, i love seeing kind of the characteristics that they carry that i actually don't sometimes it's fascinating to watch it when you're a believer in jesus and see how kind of you should act maybe so first one is they know that they're deeply deeply loved so uh, for all of those that are parents in here as well you might know this but when when your child comes kind of I'm um, awake after an afternoon nap. What my two nephews do anyway is they're absolutely knackered still. They're like, waking up that bed here. And um, they, they immediately just go to their parents. They immediately go to their mums, my sisters. And they all just sit there in love for about five minutes before they, before they go off and do all the toys and all that. But they know that they're held and that they're deeply, deeply loved. So from all of this, I think the first important point is to just know we're deeply, deeply loved by God. And everything stems from that. Second thing is, is discipline. And so as part of my sister's love in my nephews, is they, they require sometimes to use some discipline for the benefit of them. So it's not out of, you know, anger or anything, but it's for the benefit of love. To love them, they have to discipline them. And sometimes God does that with us. So an example of this is, you know, if, uh, Hugo, one of my nephews, is uh, being mean to my other nephew, Judah. My sister would say, hey, hey Hugo, you, you, can't, you can't be mean like that, because it hurts the other person. It's kind of a small example but discipline is important as well so allow yourself to be disciplined um, by god third thing is a risk take i was actually around a few weeks ago i was on a walk um, with with one of my nephews and if you know worthing beach you know that there's a wall running along the side and in between the walls there's little gates essentially these gates are very very thin and so you're kind of on the big wall, and then when you get to the gate, you have to really go on your toes like that. It's almost like a balance beam. Now, I was quite far back, and I was looking after Hugo. And uh, I saw him in the distance, and I thought, he's doing okay, he's doing all right. And he knew I, um, he knew I was behind him, but he wrist-took, and he started to go on the gate. Um, and eventually, he, he basically nearly fell over, but I had to go grab his hand. But it was that intent of, I know I'm loved, I know I'm seen, I know I'm cared for, so I'm going to wrist-take and go for it so when we know we're loved we know we can risk take and go for it and then fourth thing is just like unlogical kids are so unlogical like again i was talking to judah my other nephew the other day and he said he wanted to go on a rocket to the moon um hugo once said to me that he wanted to walk to france because he loved the holiday so much i was kind of like well it's quite far but it's this kind of this kind of thinking they're so unlogical and they, and they also have big visions and big dreams. And it's something we can all learn off. Just to be, actually, God, yeah, I'm going to believe for that. I'm going to believe for that miracle or I'm going to believe that you're going to speak to this person in front of me right now. Um, also, what comes with that is that they're always living in the present moment. It's really hard that, I think, for me anyway, to live in the present moment. But they are always living in the present moment. I, I said to... Um, One of them a few weeks ago that I was going away for two weeks, and he just kind of shoved it off. It was just like, okay, see you soon. It's almost like the the time just doesn't, it's not there. The time just doesn't really affect them. They're just always in the present moment, Um, and they take it day by day, which is what Jesus says, to take day by day. Don't worry about tomorrow, but focus on today if there's enough worries of itself. It's awesome.
2: I I don't have any nephews or nieces, but I do have a sister, She's up there somewhere don't tell her I said any of this um, she's very energetic and wild and she'll basically go and do whatever she wants like there's not much you can really do to stop her from doing something if she sets her mind to it but that's a good thing <laughs> and it's um, she's like very ambitious and I that, I think that's what God wants uh, everyone to be so Like, we need to put our faith in him and be ambitious and take the step of faith so that we can be saved, right? And um, another thing my sister is, is she's really loving and generous. Like, if you've met her, even once, she'll probably make you a little card or a little gift or something and give it to you, not for, like anything in return she'll just give it to you because she wants to and she loves you and i think that's also something that it can be hard when you're older i guess but is a good thing to to have and to do um, and i also have a cousin she's like that that big pretty much and whenever we go on like walks or something she always Uh, Like, I'll always carry her on my shoulders, and she puts her trust in me not to drop her, which is the same with us and God. We have to put our faith in him and trust in him that he won't drop us, which is, can be hard, but not not as hard as, um, like, being as generous, you know.
3: Awesome. Thanks so much. Um, Hey, everyone. (laughs) Uh, After that awesome example from Caleb and from that fantastic Oscar worthy drama that we saw earlier uh, about childlike faith and the differences between how adults and children kind of think and process things uh, and aren't afraid to essentially dream the impossible. Now, we're going to take a look at our own identity as children adopted by God into the family of God. So, we all know that we all have a biological mother and father here on earth. uh, But all over the Bible, we're told that we are adopted children of God. If we take a look at Ephesians 1 verse 5, Paul tells us, He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Furthermore, if we take a look in Romans 8 verse 15, Paul goes on to say, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Now, the Apostle Paul, who wrote these verses, got his notion of adoption from Roman culture at the time, as he himself was a Roman citizen and was trying to reach the Gentiles in the area with familiar concepts to them. So, what does it mean for us to be adopted children of God? (laughs) If we look at adoption back in this period of history and in Roman culture at the time, when a child was adopted, it essentially meant that the child was freely chosen by the parents and welcomed into the family and also received the full inheritance that a blood-related child would have. Sound familiar? (laughs) they became heirs adopted into the family and received a completely new identity so if we have been brought into the family of god through christ's merits and adopted as his children then we have not only been given the righteous status of the son but we have also been given the inheritance the inheritance of what a father gives to us gives to his son we have become co-heirs with christ Through being adopted as brothers and sisters in God's family, in the same way that Jesus was raised from the dead and proved that the battle against sin had been won, we can receive the same new life through the Son as his co-heirs being reconnected to the Father from now for the rest of eternity. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So...
4: (laughs) what is this family like (laughs) that we've been adopted into well the parents define the culture of any family right I was reading in John 17 the other day you know that prayer that Jesus prays when he's on death row remarkable one of the things that he says is he says father even as I am not of this world they are not of this world talking about us none of us in here would have a problem believing that Jesus was divine That he had heavenly origins. But he said, even as I am not of this world, you are not of this world. That's you. You're not from this world. (laughs) You've been born from above. And there's a whole new operating system we get when we're born again through the Holy Spirit. John chapter 3, Jesus says it to Nicodemus. One of the passages that blows my mind is where Jesus says, You fathers here on earth know how to give good gifts. You know, if you ask for a donut, you're not going to get a snake. If you ask for a mal-wham-yum-yum, you're not going to get a slap in the face. This is the paraphrased Jack Roberts version. (laughs) We're not going to get to heaven and think, I thought it was a bit better than this. (laughs) You know, we're not going to get there and be like, oh, I thought, you know, I wish i dialed down how good I thought God was going to be. Because it just turns out he's not that good. We're going to get there resplendent glory with the elders casting their crowns and realize oh my goodness my brain is on fire because he's so amazing and my eyes are just like shing. so lord i'm turning this into a prayer lord would you give us your grace we thank you for your grace that we would see you rightly more and more each day that there is nothing 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 that we could do to escape from your resplendent all encompassing love that destroyed sin and handpicked each one of us into your family. Show us what an amazing dad you are because in your eyes we find our identity. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I've got a good friend here, Jade, who's an absolute boss, and she's going to tell you in her life what it looks like to be a child of God. Let's give Jade a hand. Thank you.
5: Is it on? Is it on? Is it on? Is it, it it's on? Um, <laughs> Just before I start, um, I've been looking around the uh, congregation this morning and I've seen every so often someone might yawn or something, but um, the only reason people have been raising their hands up is in worship. No one's been stretching or yawning that much. And to me that looked like God was saying to me through a simple stretch that in his presence, Who could grow tired? Who could grow weary in the presence of such an amazing thing? So now I'd like to begin what I was going to say. So before I begin again, I'd just like to share this um, verse from 1 John 3. It reads, How great is the love the Father has lavished for us, that we should be called children of God. Dear friends, now we're children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known, But we will know when he appears, we shall like him, for we shall see him as he is. So, as you've heard Johnny and the rest of them talking about today's like sermon topic is on being God's child. So I'd just like to talk about what that means to me. So to be God's child for me is like a superpower. It's like a running river of God's word and his son in my system, recharging me when I'm running low on hope. He's like a super booster. And the super booster is something that will never lose power and is the most powerful thing that anyone could wish for. So through being God's child, it's made a massive difference to my life because of all the bullying that I've been through. I've always had that peace of mind that Jesus is in my heart and will help me and will help guide me to purer days and a more positive life. And through everything I have noticed certain differences in my life to those of my peers who don't know God. It's like I will ha- always have a person to fall on no matter how hard I fall. And that allows me to guide them those peers that don't know God to a place where they can know God and to a place that unimaginable can happen because it's imaginable in his presence. Uh, So from building these paths um, and knowing these people and going to church, I managed to get myself into a camp. It was called Dale's Down. I don't know if some of you know it, but um, I see Michelle at the back there. She was there. So um, yeah, so um, at Dale's Down, Michelle could back me on this, that pretty much every night, me and two friends that I had there could always share a testimony. I think pretty much every night we had something to share from God's work. And so um, we were praying for people and they got healed, me and my two friends, and then word got around that we were like sort of healing people, you know, (laughs) like no biggie, but like, um, so word, word sort of got around that we were healing people at the camp and things like that. Um, And so one girl came up to us and really allowed us to share God's word in a really special way because she said that she had some struggling vision in her left eye. So could barely see out of her eye. And this was an ailment that she had had from quite a young age. And we did some little tests on her when she had one eye closed. And it was really obvious that she wouldn't lie uh, to us. So it was really obvious. She really had some struggling vision in this eye of hers. And... um, so we began to pray, me and my two friends. And we were praying, and we were, had our eyes closed and our hands over our eyes, just a little bit away from it. Um, but we began to pray for her, and then we all opened our eyes, and we were like, how is it? And she was like, wait, I think I can see again. So we closed our other eye, and um, we did the test again with the like fingers. And she was like, oh. And like naming everything that we were saying, in this eye she couldn't see before. So God had healed this girl's eye, an ailment that she had had for years from such a young age. Um, And God just healed it right there and then. Um, And so, so I use this testimony as a vision, like quite literally, showing that no matter if we're blinded blinded of our faith, blinded of the right path, or anything along the lines of losing our vision on what truly matters, we will always find a path back to God. We will always find a path back to Jesus, and he will show us the light, the light himself. And I promise you that when you know God, life is limitless. Life has no end when you open... S- our hearts to such an amazing being
4: thank you jesus hey. jade why don't you stay up oh. yeah so here's what uh, i think the holy spirit's doing god wants to restore hope for some of us hope is the confident expectation of good things coming and just as god's done it for jade he wants to do it for you and secondly Jade has a chain-breaking healing grace on her life, which we all know Jesus is a cheeky rascal and he loves to heal anyway, but when Jade prays, things happen. So if you do have need of physical healing, God was popping them off in the morning service. Listen, you might already be healed. Just being in this environment, can I ask, if you've come in here with an ailment, could you check it now? Because I love it when God just does it when no one's done anything. And we had someone who God had begun to heal his fractured shoulder over here. Do you remember some of the other stories that people told you afterwards?
5: Yeah, there was a a lady um, who was going through some stuff, and me and Helena prayed for her. And, of course, it wasn't a physical ailment, but she said that she could feel that something's going to change. And there was also a lady that we prayed for. Um, She had something wrong with her heart. um, And, sorry... I, I I cried after we prayed for her because it was it was so sad to see someone so amazing struggle with something so horrible. So we were praying for her, and I just hope I I just hope she's all right, you know. Just yeah. So if anyone's got anything they need prayer for, I I just release that to you. Just any healing that you need, anything that you need, I just release that to you. Or the healing of anything physical or just mental, I just pray that release of healing over you, that release of hope over you, and the release of peace over you, just so that God will heal you
4: today. Well, in fact, Jade is going to continue releasing that. Put a hand on the area that hurts, and if it's hope you need restored, you can whip a hand on your head or your heart, whatever you feel is appropriate, but why don't you just respond to receive by putting a hand somewhere, and Jade is going to pray... Uh, just to release God's healing power. And then, um, Leila, if there's anything you're feeling. Jade, over to you.
5: Lord, I see people with their hands over their bodies right now, as Johnny has just described, that people are holding their hands over their hearts. Their hearts that you have given them, Lord, that you have created them as a person. May these ailments just be washed away in the river of hope with the calming waters and then the strong rapids, as they merge into one and just heal, that they heal everything here, that those with their hands over their hearts, you will will willingly give them pieces of your heart to replace theirs that's broken. You are limitless, and the love that you have for us all is endless. I see people with their hands on their stomachs, That stomach pain, it's not stomach pain. You have a hunger for the healing of Jesus. That hunger, may I just let God release a mental food to you that have that pain in your stomach just be filled with the love and the generosity of Christ Himself and the light inside of you. People that have glasses that struggle with vision. I just pray that healing over those that struggle with their vision, that they may see the light and they may see you in all your worthiness and all your never-ending love. And I pray those with hearing aids and hearing problems, Lord, just declare the love over that. I just declare that you will let them hear You will let them hear so they can hear what I have to say and they can hear what Johnny has to say and they can hear what anyone has to say to them because they deserve that vision and they deserve to hear you.
4: Hallelujah. Just stay in the place of receiving. Layla's just seeing some stuff in the spirit. Yeah.
5: um, I just had this picture of like kind of like this thick, molten liquid falling from like the ceilings of the church. And as it, like, enters all of our bodies, it's kind of forcing with, like, great pressure anything that's not of God out of everyone's bodies. Thank you. Yeah.
4: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But I don't know if I said this in this service, but at the 7 a.m. prayer meeting, we saw a pool of honey dripping down from heaven. God's goodness, his provision. So, and you weren't there. <laughs> Glory. So how are we doing? Is anyone, could you wave at us? Could you check? If you came in with physical pain, can you check and see if there's a difference? Thank you, Lord, and then wave at us if you feel something's happening. i got pain in my left foot. Is someone struggling with pain in your left foot, or is God healing you from that? Evelyn, any change in there? Oh, sorry, that's not Evelyn. It feels easier. Praise God. Let's just thank Woo! Jesus. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. Oh, <laughs> uh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there's a principle in scripture, when we give thanks, he does a bit more. Any change in there after we clapped? <laughs> genuinely i remember clapping over this all the youth in this couple of years ago we clapped this girl had curvature of the spine as we clapped her spine realigned She started back flipping across the place it's not difficult for jesus he's good at his job any change again please let us know we'd love to know anyone else feel anything going on thank you lord more holy spirit Well, what I'm going to ask then is, if you can, could you stand? The band are just going to begin to play. Can
5: I just share something extra? Oh,
4: you definitely can.
5: (laughs) So I've noticed um, this morning at the nine, there was a lot of people with, like, checkered shirts. And I saw that as a sort of chessboard. Like, more people had checkered shirts than any other type of shirts. There was no... Shirts the same other than those checkered shirts. I see a couple of people with checkered shirts here now. It's kind of like a chessboard. I saw it as a chessboard. That you're going to move your piece and you're going to move you to the other side and you will get to the other side and you will win. And then now in this service, I've seen quite a lot of people wearing yellow. And the first thing that popped to mind was um, the middle of a flower and the nectar. And how the nectar, if you... um, a butterfly or a bee went down to get the nectar it would grab that nectar and then that plant could be remade over here and then the bee would take it over here and then it's like god's putting you in certain places as the bee And he's putting you in these places so you can regrow and you can become a better version of yourself, even though you're all amazing as you are. It's like the center of that flower (laughs) is one of the most important parts of that flower for life to flourish. And so there's a load of yellow over here and like I just, across the room, I just declare that extra life to all of you.
6: Amen, come on. sorry guys we're just hijacking so we've been treasure hunting this morning with the kids but we had some things left over so we thought we'd jump in on ministry so if there's anything anything that um, me and Annabelle share right now that you resonate with um, come and find the kids after the service and we'd love to pray for you or just receive God's blessing right now and be <laughs> uh, so if anyone has a really simple brown hair dark blue jeans and a jumper But if this message resonates with you. So felt God say that you were loved more than you could ever guess. Got a picture of God's hands and him just loving you so much. And he wants you to reflect his love for other people. So receive that. Um, And then uh, someone in a purple top. God just wants to tell you how much he loves you. He deeply, deeply loves you. And he sees you. Um, Someone who has... um, needs healing over a heart or um and the mind um and arms uh that could be all one person that could be all different people particularly if you're wearing a red top or uh, blue uh jeans or trousers um, that god is saying that he wants you to work for him as well that he has a calling on your life to work in in his life okay who have you got annabelle um
0: someone with brown hair pink striped t-shirt or just a plain pink t-shirt and gray or black um leggings or jeans um and they've got pain in either knee of their knees or both of their knees and then someone with not visual scars but maybe scars in the inside of their body from Mm -hmm. maybe things people have said to them or something and God wants to, um, them to know his love. Um, and then someone with a sling or a bandage um, with green shorts on and pain in their elbow or arm with black hair. Yeah,
6: so, Father, we just release your healing power over, uh, over everyone here right now. Thank you. Even if it's someone that we know, thank you that we can carry your presence with us every single step.
0: Dear Lord Jesus, I pray that anybody with pain anywhere in their body or scars, that you would just heal them and rid any pain and that you would flood their body with um, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
6: Amen. Thanks,
0: Steve.
4: Amen. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Well, we're coming into to land. Um, the band are going to lead us in, in a song, but if you need to leave, you are now officially released to do so. God bless you as you go into your week. We are washing or may have already washed your car. And if you have had that service, give me the dollars. <laughs> no, uh, Pippa will be at the back taking car payments, or you can pay with cash. Also, we are taking donations for some cards and homemade mosaic crosses by one of the youth. We also have cans and ice creams available for donated. We're not selling them for donations. Or if you've had your car washed, you're welcome to have one as well if you've made a donation. So be blessed. Yes, Pippa. People will just be outside the door. Otherwise, be blessed as you go into your week. If you want to stay in worship or if you want to have a life-changing prophetic word from one of our young people, meet them outside. They would love to deliver it. God bless you. Thanks for coming. Jade's going to pray as you leave.
5: Lord, I just pray for everyone here as they exit or as they stay to listen to this worship. I just pray that you will enlighten them with your word, Lord. No matter where they have come from, no matter where they're going, no matter where they are now, Lord. I just pray that you will release your love and release your hope and just release who you are into their hearts. That you will replace their problems and make them yours and just demolish them with your eternal love and eternal grace, Lord. I just pray that release that over everyone here just i pray for them all lord as they leave or as they stay or as they get their car washed lord i just pray everything over everyone here because they deserve it as the worthy humans they are
4: and everyone said amen go in love and peace to serve the lord jesus christ hallelujah